everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is transfer deadline day. I'm Paul Machen, joined by Technicar and Dan Club to preview everything that will, won't, and might happen for the mighty Reds before the deadline day ends at, I think, 11 p.m. Tonight, uh, we're going to be discussing a little bit on Diaz being done, Divock Origi, Takumi Minamino and the interest from Leeds United, Nico Williams leaving potentially on loan. Uh, what next for Nat Phillips, having had a couple of bids rejected already? Could Reese Williams go back out on loan? And, of course, the one that everyone's really waiting to hear about, Fabio Carvalho. Can the Reds get a deal across the line for the 19-year-old from Fulham before the end of the day? And we'll round up a couple of other interesting bits and pieces as well. Uh, if you are on Twitter right now and you want to check out the full show, we are live here right now. Just head over to youtube.com forward slash the Redmen TV. And um, we're going to be here for the next half an hour or so discussing all of those things. Um, let's start then with Diaz just briefly. It uh, feels like I've done chapter and verse on this over the over the weekend and, and, and beyond. Um, really, Dan, it's I'm just made up that we've, we've gone and got a very, very it's a big deal done. I thought it was really telling Jürgen Klopp talking about how it's a player we, we wanted in the summer. Yeah. And it looks like there's clearly a plan in place for to have him in part, as part of this squad. Mm -hmm. What that means to the players that don't quite know just yet, and I'm sure we'll touch upon it. But they've realised that that might have been scuppered. So they just moved quickly and got it boxed. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure how much Porto had a part in that as well in terms of they might have turned to Liverpool, knowing that we were interested in the player and said, listen, clubs want him now. Can you act on it? Because I think there was, I think we paid off some debts, Porto had owing to UEFA. Yeah. So that probably had a big part in it as well because Porto were probably very keen to get it done. Um, but in terms of what it means for us, listen, if we wanted it in the summer, great. The fact we've got him now is brilliant news because the firepower we've got now for this last little bit of the season, what is the business end of the season, is fantastic. And also, it takes Klopp a while to integrate players. Mm -hmm. We can do that now for the rest of the season with him and have him fit and firing, ready to go for next year. I completely agree on that. And um, yeah, interested mm -hmm. at Barcelona. Um, so I think we've just acted fast, identified obviously the target that we want and just shot up for it really yeah it's it's again it's I don't know what this means and again it'd be interesting to see how people talk about Liverpool's transfer business in the summer mm. uh, if there's a 50 million pound hole in Liverpool's transfer yeah. business in the summer I hope it's I hope it's quickly remembered that it was spent here yeah. um, and hopefully we, we can see him make a positive impact because this is the thing isn't it Dan makes that point. There's a lot of games to be played now. Now, we'll talk a little bit about Tacky. We'll talk about Divock. We've got a surplus of, of attacking talent now. But good, because we're actually for, we're in a unique situation under Jürgen Klopp, pretty much, where we've got the four competitions to play for this year. And, the, you know, and you know the last time we probably had that was his first season. And that was Europa League football. And we certainly weren't going for the league title as well. <laughs> certainly not. Um, I think... Obviously, it gives a lot of confidence to Reds fans as well. Like, obviously, a lot of people have been conceding the title and all sorts already. Whereas now, if we beat Leeds in the game and we're only six months behind, we've still got to play City at the Etihad as well. Mm -hmm. And with the, with the sign of Diaz, and then if we do go on to sign Carvalho, which obviously we'll talk about later, uh, it just adds a bit of optimism, really, to a fan base, which maybe some were lacking a bit of optimism, which is bizarre considering we're still in, as you say, four competitions. It's funny how that works, really, isn't it? It's, um, we're, we're, a, we're, a, we're a mad old bunch at times. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, let's move things forward a little bit. We're going to talk Divock 
Origi next. Uh, the only news we've got on him so far, Dan, is that he's blanked out his picture on Instagram. Now, that could, like, be for some art installation that he's behind, as much as it could be a statement to his, his future. He's a strange one, Divoch. I, I, I don't know. I, I talked about it a lot a few weeks ago. I don't know whether you guys got onto it, like, the, the, the art house movie made about him, like, this weird... The weird, like, pseudo documentary about his life and his, his views and all that. Um, he's very much a he believes he is where he's meant to be mm-hmm. kind of guy. The universe will guide him, all that kind of stuff. Which I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure talk sports are covering this, this transfer <laughs> in quite no. this way. No. Um, which is why you know, either lovers or haters, this is what we're going, we're going philosophical on this one. <laughs> um, he will what I think he'll want to stay because he's got you know, this is the last six months of his contract. There's talk that there's a, a clause that can be activated mm-hmm. to extend if he if he hits a number of appearances. I think the way Liverpool have talked about him and Klopp's talked about him, but like he's a bit shocked that no one's been in for him in the summer. He's talking about he hopes his next manager is the kind of manager <laughs> who'll play him. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing concrete around the Origi stuff. I just find that weird that there's not a line of clubs beating down Liverpool's door at the moment. Yeah, with the sort of calibre of games he's played in and scored in, you'd imagine there should be a lot of clubs saying, yeah, we'll take him off your hands. Surplus to requirements there, happy days. Plus, we're not going to ask for mega money because of the contract situation you've touched on there. I think he is out of contract in the summer unless he plays that amount of games. I think he's only played 10 times this year, so he can't be that close to it, no matter what that is, really. Um yeah, he is a strange one. I think that's a very good way of summing up his, his entire time at Liverpool, to be honest with you. Um, we all love him to pieces, and whatever happens, he'll walk away with his legacy firmly intact. Um, but if I was Liverpool, he would be the one I'd be looking to cash in on now, in an attacking sense, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was a, another club in the Premier League, I'd certainly be looking to buy him, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it's it just feels like there's an opportunity for, for, for a club. There must be a number of clubs, and I guess... Like it boils down to whether Divock wants to play for them because he's gone and played for struggling sides. He's played for sides that aren't great and don't have the same level of training facilities and you know and passionate fans and all that kind of mm. stuff. Well, that's a bit of a disrespect to the teams he's gone to, but the more to the point, maybe there's just a case of the clubs that are that would definitely have him. I just he'd rather just do six months at Liverpool and train and earn decent money and continues to live in his house and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and as I said before, as we mentioned before, obviously we're, in, we're still in four competitions, so if you can get, like, say, two more medals, even one more medal, would you not rather do that than go to, like, someone like, no disrespect, but to, like, Wolves or Newcastle or something? Like, Newcastle in a relegation, so, like, Wolves not really going to probably win anything this I season. I just think the, the Newcastle stuff's mad. Why have they bought Chris Wood when they could have spent that money? Yeah. I'm certain that money gets you Divock Origi. Oh, 100%. Oh, Twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably t- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Dex, right, just to pick up on that, like, Origi might well just be very content and I think we've been quite lucky that Origi has been content for so long to stay and play a part at Liverpool and not really feature much and you sort of alluded to it there in terms of he believes the universe is where he wants him to be. We're lucky that's the case with him because otherwise a lot of players would have been angling for this move 18, 24 months ago. So the fact that he's been able to sit and wait patiently on the bench at Liverpool and come on and just produce mad moments yeah. has been glorious for us. Yeah, I, I love Divock, I genuinely do, and I'd keep him around, I'd be honest. And I, the point I was making yesterday is... There might be a there's a the the money that you would there's a, there's just an algorithm the Divock Origi algorithm as it were and it's how much is a club prepared to pay for him now 
losing him for nothing in the summer, mm. and then also what he might win you in just last minute goals in the in this final period of the season. And if he wins you a piece of silver, if he wins the league cup off the bench, or he comes in and he gets you, even if he gets you into a, a quarter final or a mm. semi final of, of the Champions League, that's almost more money than you would get for selling him. So yeah. he, he pays for himself. So and I think, as you say, like you've just mentioned, like Divock Origi coming on and scored in last-minute goals, we'll look at Wolves this season mm-hmm. away. We we did not look like, as much as we cater all them good chances, it looked like it was just one of them days where you drop points, you lose a bit of momentum in the title charge and that. But he come on and scored that, I think it was the what, 94th minute winner. Mm-hmm. So say, that could obviously end up winning us the league if we beat City by three points to the league title. Yeah. But also, who says he's not going to do it again if we keep him around? Yeah, yeah, absolutely on that one. It's um, yeah, it's a tricky situation for 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 Divock. But again, there's no at the moment as we sit here Monday morning, doesn't look like there's anything concrete going on. At the We've actually got a, a little bit of breaking news, um, which we can go to right now. Kiever O'Neill, um, formerly of the Echo, now of the Athletic, uh, reporting Liverpool defender Nico Williams unlikely to move out on loan today, despite reports linking him with a move to Bournemouth. The Athletic understands. Uh, we were going to talk about that uh, a little later on, but we'll jump ahead to that one. Um, Dan, he apparently cut short a holiday in Dubai to discuss his options with his representatives. Nico Williams has been a really unusual case, I think, over this last eight months or so, going back to the summer. He was at the Euros with Wales, and there's a lot of talk about him him wanting yeah. to move. I this this surprised me because it seemed very much the word this morning, and it, you know we we seen tweets this morning. Neil Jones kind of put it. It seemed very likely he was just going to complete this Bournemouth loan move. That felt to me like a little that a weakening of the squad because yes, game time for Milner at right back, and we know he's he's capable. Connor Bradley, I think, is still a little too soon mm-hmm. for him. Nico is, I think, he's actually he's really grown this yeah. season. You know, in the not loads yeah. of opportunities, and he got a little unlucky with injury. I think at uh, early doors, but yeah, I, I'm. I wouldn't like. Actually, wouldn't like to see him go out on loan at the moment. No, I'd probably agree with you. I think he's done well when he's been called upon. Um, obviously, he gets that assist in the five 0 at Watford. He does really well against Leicester in the cup as well. So he has been impressive. This has always felt like, and you you touched on it there, him wanting to go and play football, mm-hmm. which you can't really knock him for. He's probably looking at the situation <laughs> at Liverpool. And he's added a bit of versatility to his game now, which gives us more options. He's played more advanced. He's played from the left. But he wants to play football, you can just tell. Um, and he's looking at Trent and thinking, I've got absolutely no yeah. chance. And rightly so, so you can't really blame him. Yeah, and he's getting a lot he's getting a lot of Welsh pressure, isn't he? You know, he's going away into that camp. And it's mad because I think I think you get this a lot of times from, from countries like Wales and the managers say, Oh, needs to play, needs to play with his plans. Fuck off! Yeah. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. it's it's Wales. Like and I a great country, great people. But the national side will play whoever's available to them. You know what I mean? And then the Republic have this, and the Northern Ireland have this, and Scotland have this to some extent as well, where there's lads who play all over, you know, like down, down, yeah, exactly, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. down the pyramids. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, uh, yes, I know they're playing, but Nico Williams' his quality means he's going to play regardless. And the level of training that he's at, I don't know, I, I think it's a little overstated, but I understand that he's being pulled in these directions because. His international career has gone fantastically well so far and he probably doesn't want to see that stumble. Yeah, I think it comes back to what Dan said, really. like He's probably looking at Trent and thinking, I'm not getting in past you, am I, let's be honest. And he'd probably make it in most of the Premier League teams. 
I think Southampton were apparently interested in him before, like at the start of the season, but obviously then they went with uh, Livermento, who's yeah. looked fantastic. But yeah, and I think he probably moves in the summer if he's going to move personally because we don't have that kind of backup for Trent. And some people don't like Neko. Personally, I think he's decent backup. No, not more maybe, but he is decent backup. Do you know what I mean? But I just can't see him moving because yeah. it just weakens us. Yeah, we've got a, um, a little bit to come with some breaking news on Carvalho, which we'll talk through a little later in the show. Don't worry, we, we're, we're saving the big guns, the thing we're all excited about, uh, but we want to get through the other bits and pieces before we do get to that, uh, of course. Um, we have got a super chat that's come in. Let me just quickly find that. Um, from William Rigby, with £5, thank you so much, William. Says, I think Newcastle bought Chris Wood because of their relegation scrap with Burnley, mm. loving the stream and up the Reds. I think that's yeah. actually a really interesting yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Actually, and that's yeah. why the whole thing's a bit mad isn't it like Burnley choosing to weaken themselves I mean again if they get it's Weghorst I think they're trying to get over the line yeah. isn't it yeah you know, about Weghorst yeah, yeah I mean fair play yeah. I guess but I mean yeah I suppose that is uh, that is correct but yeah I, I, yeah Newcastle Newcastle are a proper basket case aren't they in terms of their business because there's part of them and I, this is why I like the Nat Phillips stuff as, a, as an example Liverpool have had a bit. Uh, Liverpool have apparently turned down like loan offers from Newcastle for for Nat Phillips. Deck for me, he ticks Newcastle's boxes perfectly. I think he's good enough to keep them in the Premier League. But if the worst comes to the worst, and you've got him on a decent contract, he's good. He's more than good enough to get you out of the Championship as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think obviously we've seen last season when he when he was forced to come in and play for Liverpool first team, he wasn't really phased. He looked mm-hmm. arguably, I'd say, the better of the two out of him and Kabak. And, okay. definitely, and absolutely yeah, yeah. definitely out of him and Williams as well, obviously. So I think he's shown he can play at this level to a very good standard. He can play the ball out from the back, which I think is what Eddie Howe wants as well. Mm-hmm. So I can't see why Newcastle wouldn't go all out for him myself. If you can get him for like, they're getting Dan Byrne for like 13 million odd. Yeah. I'd argue he's as good, if not better, especially pl- like playing the ball out and stuff. Well, that's and, and that's interesting because there's obviously a lot of benchmarking that goes on in in transfers and stuff. Liverpool apparently looking for between twelve and fifteen million for Nat Phillips. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an unrealistic sum because, of course, the market's been stretched. The Man United did this. Well, Liverpool did this with Van Dijk, and then Leicester did it by absolutely <laughs> taking United to the cleaners with Harry Maguire. <laughs> but then, of course, Ben White being added to that from yeah. from Arsenal, fifty wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. You know, like yeah. so. I think there's a weird. We always do this with Nat Phillips. We always like damn him with faint praise rather than just saying he's a really good centre half. Yeah. I, you know, I said this when he was having that 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 run last season. If he if Liverpool had owned him 15 years earlier, he would be a nailed on starter for Liverpool. It's just the footy's moved on and Liverpool have moved on and Liverpool's level has, has changed a little bit in that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Newcastle and Watford have had bids rejected for Nat Phillips already. It remains to be seen whether there'll be some more movement um, on him um, Yeah, a little bit later on today, of course. Right, we're going to take a very short break. Um, get your comments, thoughts in, anyone you want us to discuss, any thoughts, feelings. Uh, we're going to be doing Takimin Amino, Reese Williams, Leighton Clarkson and Fabio Carvalho after this. Hey everyone, Mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show, the debate show, the opposition preview, and interviews with Liverpool legends past and present as well. Tons of content to keep you occupied, keep you busy, thrilled, entertained, and go deeper on Liverpool FC culture. Head to the redmentv.com. 
Sign up and join us on Redmen Plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, welcome back. Yes, we are here chatting deadline day for the Reds. Uh, we've already gone through uh, a number of Liverpool players. Divock Origi was the last major one we were chatting, but a little bit of an update on Nico Williams. Seems unlikely that he will move to Bournemouth on loan. That looked nailed on uh, just this morning, but no, that looks like it's likely to be ground to a halt. Uh, we talked a little bit about Diaz as well. Uh, and yeah, and the likelihood of Nat Phillips still no concrete offer to Liverpool's liking. There was rumours again last week of a loan with a, with a, an obligation to buy or an option to buy. Again, as, as of yet, Liverpool have only rejected bids for, for Nat Phillips. Nothing uh, confirmed. We're going to talk Taki Minamino, Rhys Williams, Leighton Clarkson and Fabio Carvalho. Now, uh, we did have a super chat actually while we were away. I just want to say thank you. Actually, Rachel Todd has joined as a first team member here on YouTube. Thank you so much um and we had a super chat there it is uh from shabib khan really loved the egypt game salah playing like prime maradona for them taking into the final single-handedly media is biased for the euros i am yeah, i mean it's, yeah yeah can i just take this Go. one it's just, <laughs> it's just, just unstoppable and you're like he's inevitable like i see there's loads of tweets <laughs> right and i just want to call these people out because these dopes right at the start, when the manager was playing him as a bloody false, uh, not a false, yeah, that was a target man. And um, they were all like, oh, Salah's this, Salah's that, he can't influence games, like Hazard can and all this, whatever. Just go away. <laughs> just go away wham. and just let him, let, him, like, let him be Mo Salah. What's he meant to when the manager's playing him a target man? We've seen him now in his proper role and what he can do, do you know what I mean? It is funny, like I watched, I didn't, I watched a little bit of the Senegal game and I, I realised I don't, <laughs> really care so stop so stop watching it to be perfectly honest um, but yeah obviously they were, they were everyone was glowing Colo Torre waxing lyrical um, about Sadio Mane was a good watch at oh. half time for, for a little bit um, but yeah it was more the, I, got, I was more turned off by the fact that Jermaine, Jermaine Genus was hosting the whole thing rubbish absolutely <laughs> oh. rubbish honestly BBC I've been doing this for 12 years now. I'm not saying that I'm world class <laughs> but I'm a much better presenter than Jermaine Genus. that's just Come and get me, play on. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get that in the yellow bar. Um, yeah, yeah. in later for yeah. BBC. Jesus yeah. Christ! He said he's there. He's all sorry to digress, but he's talking to Colo Torre, and he's got Nedum Manua there, who's a, who's, a, who's brilliant, by the way. And he turns to him and goes, "So Nedum, like from a from a defender's perspective," and then he realizes that he's been talking to Colo Torre, and he goes. I know Colo wow. Torre was a defender as well, but I've got like I've got no other way of segueing oh over to Nedimanu to talk about this. Like, oh my god. Oh, anyway, um Gerard Carra is off the super chat in here. Says not exactly transfer news, but I've been told by someone solid that Millie is leaving uh, this summer for Leeds, uh, but has been told he can return as backroom staff. That is the That's absolute ideal. That's a great for me. move, yeah. yeah. Like he's not good enough now to get in the team every week. Obviously, he provides you a bit of like cover sometimes when someone's injured or whatever. But 
I think that makes sense, really. Like, he, he loves Leeds, only goes back there, plays for like a season two, and then comes back to the Reds as a backroom staff member. He, Perfect. I was thinking about this as a random thought. I was chatting to, to a journalist the other day and talking about like Liverpool's coaching staff, and it was about like Pep Linders. It was like, he's just the ultra optimist, mm. and I reckon people would get wound up with just having that all the time. So you need, and the thing Klopp is, Klopp's a very optimistic guy, yeah. but he's also really angry underneath. Mm-hmm. So when he wants to let it out, he can let it out. And there's a lot of just lovely people in Liverpool's training. You know, like, I've met a few of them and done a bit, bit of work with them. They're all hyper-optimistic people. I reckon Pepe Linders with Milner as his assistant manager would be, oh, like, that's what you've got. You've got your general there to go and bollock people. Yeah, you need yeah, that. You need your pessimist yeah. around there to yeah. keep everyone everyone grounded. But, yeah, it would be a shame, it would be a shame to, for Millie to move on. But yeah. I think we've seen it, haven't we, this season? I think it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. that. Maybe not that necessarily, that move and back, but I do think Milner leaves regardless, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, I'm fair play. And he goes, he goes with the highest of uh, highest of regard from all of us. I mean, he'll go, hopefully, with his uh, record for a number of assists in a single Champions League campaign <laughs> intact, intact as well, yeah. Yeah, that, which yeah. would be great. Uh, right, Sam, we are going to uh, talk to Hakim you know, Leeds interested, Dan. There were rumours over the weekend of a 17-odd million pound mm-hmm. bid, which is like, yeah, you'd, you'd bite the frigging hand off for that kind of money. Um, however, some major stumbling blocks to this one, uh, most of all being that he doesn't want to go to Leeds. Um, but there's a fascinating one here, and it's being reported via the Express, one of the Express's journals, sorry. Uh, Taki Minamino is obviously a player they're looking at, about Leeds. Minamino's currently away with Japan. The issue any club looking to do business with Liverpool for Minamino have is that, because of COVID, foreign nationals cannot enter Japan at the moment to undergo medical. He's over there on international duty at the moment. Says, Given the time at the moment to get a delegate out of Japan to conduct a medal would be a problem anyway. But, uh, and it said, but since the signing of Luis Diaz, Liverpool have altered their stance on Origi and Minamino. Mm-hmm. Leeds asked the question and asked whether Minamino would be available this month is be is the report from, I think it's Ryan Taylor, um, who's talked about that. Yeah. Um, he's definitely, I, I'm certain he'd be available. He is the most surplus to requirements of all Liverpool's forward options, I feel, okay. particularly now that Diaz is there. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Uh, that's a really, really difficult one, in my opinion. I don't think it's quite as cut and dried in that. Um is that him and Origi? Obviously, there's absolutely yes. no two ways about that. But um, <laughs> I just feel like with the contract situation that Origi's in, which we already spoke about, and obviously Minamino's got that bit extra versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably slightly pin that the other way around okay. in, in terms of Origi. But that's very much my opinion, enough for debate, obviously. Sure. Um, in terms of the 17 odd million, oh God, I'd walk him to Leeds, and that's quite a long way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would, and I, I, I like him. I don't think he's ever quite going to make the grade as mm-hmm. a Liverpool first-team player. I don't think that's too outrageous to say. Um, obviously, we signed him for just over seven, so you're looking at £10 million profit, some decent goals in that time, some big moments. The Leicester Cup game in particular springs to mind. Um, yeah, listen, it probably hasn't quite worked out as we'd have hoped. Um, it was a bit of a no-brainer signing. Obviously, did well against us in the Champions League. You obviously look at the market we're signing from as well. You know, you you do well out there regardless. Um, but yeah, there are complications obviously in getting any deal done. We were relatively fortunate that we acted on the Diaz deal a couple of days ago and not today. Yeah. Because getting out to South America and doing all that in a day would have been as almost as difficult as that. Yes. You know what I mean? So we've acted swiftly and got it done. Don't know if Leeds will be able to do the same. Obviously, we've seen Minamino go on deadline day last year mm-hmm. when we brought in Kabak and Davis. We saw Minamino go to Southampton. So maybe something similar happens. 
I just don't see us losing both Origi and Minamino. I think it's one or the other. I think there'll be there's, there's major conversations to be had around who go, who do, who who goes out of our existing forward options, and it might extend beyond Minamino and Origi. But I would be surprised if both of them will Liverpool players come to start of next year I mean Divock's contract is up so unless they do something well, unless he plays every game between now and the end of the season that's mm. going to be a hard one to get across the line it's just like he just doesn't really fit does he he's got a very it's a bit Shaqiri in that he doesn't actually fit our system but the thing that Shaqiri had going for him was that he was a he just he had a quality about him. You could bring him in and you knew he'd have an impact. And mm. I'm maybe I'm being disrespectful because Minamino scored, I, I was joking before in the office, he scored more goals for Liverpool and in this season alone than a lot of lads who I consider to be like cult heroes of mine. You know, and we've had we've had songs for lads worse than Taki Minamino. Joe Cole had a song for fuck's sake. You know, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Where'd you, go on, where'd you fall down on the on, on what Liverpool? I mean, he's the Carabao Cup messy, and he, but you know, that's about. <laughs> yeah, it's unstoppable. But <laughs> that's about that's about all it's really come to. Like he hasn't really kicked on in the league, even after the loan at Southampton, which I think was like meant to like toughen him up and get him used to like the rigors of Premier League football. But he hasn't really kicked on apart from in like the Carabao side. I know we've got that tapping against Arsenal, but like I would have scored that <laughs> looking the other way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But, yeah, I think if either of them were here at the start of next season, I'd be very surprised. But I think I'd also be very surprised if either of them moved today mm. with how tight the deadline is. That- and also just, like, if one of these, like, say, Diaz and Jota are both injured at the same time, then you've only got three options then. And it's like, you maybe need that extra, extra man. Yeah, I mean, look, we've seen... The, the only thing with Minamino, of course, is that we've seen this, this month, Dan, he's... He's not really in consideration for that right hand side. And yes. look, even when Salah's back, Salah will, will play it obviously more often than not. And he's clearly behind all the other lads in the pecking order for centre forward and for left hand side. He's behind Jota, he's behind Firmino. And they're, they and themselves are sometimes behind other lads. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. We've if, if he's got a long term future at Liverpool, we hoped this might be the. the the tell to see what that was like, and it hasn't been really. I mean, four goals in four goals and an assist in five games in the League Cup in 387 minutes worth of footy is absolutely astonishing. Yeah, but it's the rest of the form that's not so astonishing, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're dead right, and there's been times you know since he's been at the club whereby you're looking at the bench almost to try and impact the game and change the game, and Klopp overlooks Minamino a lot. Yes, even when he's making that attacking substitution. He'll do something else to try and influence the match, and it's very rarely Minamino, and that's pretty telling and damning of where he's at, in my opinion. And this month in particular, you mentioned it there, Origi was injured all month, and we had the Afcon lads away, and we still barely saw Minamino, yeah. you know, and that pretty much yeah. sums up his Liverpool career. And I, I don't believe he has a long-term future with the club. I, I don't. I just don't see where he fits. Although you obviously mentioned the forward line there. One thing he has got going for him is that he has played in the midfield as well. You know, how much that will be needed now Elliot's back is a different question, yeah. but he does have that versatility yeah. and he does have a longer contract, which is why I would suggest if anything's going to happen today, we might see a Rigi. And also, 
you know, Origi should have more interest in him, in my opinion. <laughs> there should be clubs queuing around the block for Origi yeah. and not Minamino, you know. Yeah. So that's where I'd fall on. I'm it. pretty certain if you Google their, uh, you know, go on YouTube and search their highlight reels, Divock Origi will just look more impressive yeah. because of where he's, where he's scoring yeah. the goals and who he's scoring them against. That goal for Minamino, just to say, on loan at Southampton against Chelsea, was boss. That was like the one yeah. moment whereby I thought, you know what, this lad could was, end up going yeah, here. What's the one thing I, you know about him is his, his, his composure in the yeah. box. That missed it the week, not with them, but like his, you know, his ability, his ability for times to slow down around yes. inside the 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 hardest place to be mm-hmm. with the ball in on the pitch yeah. is quite uncanny. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to see on that one. Um, Scott Hawks has sent a super chat in thirty seven. 50 US dollars Scott thank you so much an exciting transfer window uh, I've been grinning for days thanks for all the content I'll uh, add more depending on add-on clauses cheers uh, yeah um, boss um, 37.5 that's the fee for Diaz yeah there you go. See, Absolutely yeah, astonishing. Yeah. Good work, that. Good like work, that. Scott. That's brilliant. <laughs> Went over my head completely. Yeah, I'll have, it, yeah, I'll have to admit. Um, yeah. Uh, Gerard Carrot back again with another five euros. Thank you so much. Speaking of tacky, I'm a Leeds fan that we've cooled off Rafinha and are willing to do business with Leeds if we get first refusal on Harrison. See the scout? Jack Harrison, no, no. He's. Um... he's the, he went to America, didn't he, Jack yeah. Harrison? Played for he's City, played for City originally, yeah. Right. Scored the hat-trick recently against West Ham. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 decent player. But the Rafinha point is a really interesting one, actually, because you always wonder when a club, Liverpool, sells someone to Leeds, whether they're saying in that conversation, we'll be back for Rafinha. You know the Minamino yeah. stuff? Yeah. We'll be back for Rafinha yeah. in yeah. the summer. Because yeah. you do favours like that, potentially. You know what yeah. goes on, well, you know the, what I mean? You always say, people talk about that we've got a great relationship now with, exactly. with, the, with the Red Bull group because of Naby yeah. whereas at the time if you remember initially there was a lot of bad feeling around around mm-hmm. that but that's been smoothed over with yeah. the transfer we've got a good relationship with Porto because of Marco Grujic yeah. moving, moving that way you're right so that is a very interesting point thanks so much uh, for bringing that one to the table there uh, we've got a couple of points to get through then uh, Reese Williams uh, Sheffield United being linked uh, the, the words I'm hearing on this one is if Nat goes Reese will stay if Nat stays Reese will Go, and I think that makes pretty yeah. reasonable sense. Yeah. That's how it felt when Reese Williams came back from his loan, didn't it? It felt like he was yeah. coming back as the makeshift fifth choice if needed. Yeah. Um, obviously, Sheffield, Sheffield United have already got Ben Davis, mm-hmm. so I didn't know you could loan two players from the same club. Oh, obviously, well, you can in the, in the football league. Yeah, yeah. there you um, go. I know you can't do it in the Premier League, but yeah, I think he'd. I think he probably should go if possible. Yeah, yeah I feel a bit sorry for him. He just we've had that a couple of times, haven't we, lately? Where you know, over the last couple of years, where players have gone with all the best intentions, club seems a good fit, and then it just doesn't quite no. work out yeah. for them. But there's a good player there, and we said his development won't be harmed by having half a season in and around Liverpool's first team. See what he can see what he can what he can do. Um, Leighton Clarkson likely to stay. That's again what we're hearing at the moment on Leighton Clarkson. He had his loan cut short at Blackburn. It doesn't look like there's anything on the cards of him back out again. Uh, but yeah, you never know that might change late door. So look, let's talk Fabio Carvalho. Um, we had a latest and it was from Carl Markham. Uh, tweeted this one uh, about 10-15 minutes ago saying it seems like it is now or never in LFC's chase of Fulham's Fabio Carvalho club not keen to go through the compensation tribunal process again in the summer uh, especially with European clubs in a much stronger position to sign a player for a fraction of cost of any fee set by a panel yeah that's uh, he's referring to a couple of points there uh, Dak he's referring to we went through this with Harvey Elliott as well and paid probably more than Liverpool would have liked I think there was a similar thing with Danny Ings a few years ago as well um, 
And obviously because of Brexit, the way in which transfers work is is effectively what they're saying is there's more of a premium for him being signed within this country. So that is interesting that that's the kind of word coming out. There were obviously a lot of hoops to jump through this one, least of all that you know, there's talk of Liverpool, the five million offer, but he'll stay at Fulham for the rest of the season because they're going for a, for the for the title in the championship at the moment. Um, yeah, not quite super optimistic, but again, it's also not saying the deal's dead yet. Yeah, I think it is imperative that we loan him back because they're not going to do a deal otherwise. I don't think like, you know, why would they? Why would they? They let him go to us now and risk potentially not getting promoted. Yeah. You know, for the sake of five million. Yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree. I think that, and that's the that's the that's the thing. Like I was saying about the Divacarigi stuff, mentioned this on a show yesterday, Dan. That if they would, if they let him go, the money they're going to get for him is so far dwarfed by the money you get for getting back into the Premier League. They should they should get up regardless. But you wouldn't want to destabilise that if you're Marco Silva. 100%. And that money is black and white, isn't it? Everyone knows the riches <laughs> of getting back into the Premier League. Like That is cut yeah. and dried, you know, a lot of money. And like Dex says there, compared to five million, you know, it's chalk and cheese. So they wouldn't want to destabilise it. And plus the fact, you know, from a Liverpool perspective, you look at him, he's having an impact on that side. Mm-hmm. They're very good side. They're currently absolutely cruising the championship, if we're going to be honest. But I think seven goals, four assists. He's 19, you know, in yeah. what is notoriously a difficult league to compete in. Yes. He's doing it with style in a very sort of elite manner, if that makes sense. He looks, you know, he looks top-notch, doesn't he, on the ball. He gets yeah. the ball on the half yeah. turn all the time. He, he looks just brilliant. I mean, there's something I touched on on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. He's got Philip Coutinho writ all over him, in my opinion. People have said it a million times, and I'm not, you know, it's not groundbreaking stuff by any means, but that's just how he looks. When he gets the ball, he turns and he wants to play. He just looks brilliant. Yeah. Can I just put in there and say, uh, you all know Sam Maguire, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. He says that he's, uh, he's Coutinho used to dance past opponents to create chances for others. Carvalho Slalom has passed him to create opportunities for himself. <laughs> well, yeah, good. Very interesting, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, that's it. You know, he's a t- nineteen years old. You can't. He's the kind of player you can't see anything but him improving under the you know the tutelage of, of Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp and what have you. Thought it was interesting in terms of his numbers. Uh, you mentioned there eighty, well, nineteen appearances in all comps, one in the FA Cup, yeah. seven goals and four assists. Largely played as an, uh, or in fact, exclusively according to this player, as an attacking midfielder, yeah. which is interesting. Um, when you compare to Harvey Elliott and how he did last season, okay, he played in the wing, but mm. Harvey Elliott, 43 appearances or comps, seven goals, 12 assists. Now, much more of a creative role yeah. for Harvey, of course, but playing in a more offensive, you know, potentially in a more offensive role. And we were raving about what Harvey was able to do in the championship. So, yeah, it does, as far as levels go, mm. it does speak yeah. very highly to him. A lot of it, him. though, comes down to whether they can actually cut in the Premier League. Like, obviously... We've had a bit of mixed fortunes and we were players who have ripped up the championship. Like obviously Harvey come in and in them first few games he cemented the spot in the start eleven and he looked like it was he was there on merit, shall we say. Like it wasn't just because mm-hmm. he was his up and coming talent. He literally slotted into the midfield almost seamless, seamlessly. But then we've had the likes of um 
there's plenty of examples of lads we've sent, yeah, we've sent lads on loan to the championship. Some of them do really well, some of yeah, them don't yeah. do well. It's tough. You, you can't know. And that's why age is an important thing. The, yes. fact, the fact that he's yeah. young. And again, yeah. just having an eye for goal and the dribble and stuff. And it'll come. There'll be a there'll be a process in place that they, they'll have an idea, hopefully, of how his development will go. Yeah. Liverpool are very good at this I was going to say, also, yeah. in recent times, Liverpool's recruitment doesn't miss very often, does mm-hmm. it? Which is why we're so excited about the Diaz signing. Yeah. And we're allowed to be excited about a potential Carvalho signing. The whole compensation stuff's interesting. I had a feeling Liverpool wouldn't fancy that route again because it got quite messy. Didn't I don't it? think Fulham do either, though. Well, they wouldn't, they would they, yeah. Three before, they felt quite, obviously, we felt like we played a lot for Elliot. I think they felt a bit burned yeah. by it, really. Yeah. But what I do want to say is, I've seen a lot of fans coming for Liverpool on Twitter saying, like, and even Liverpool fans, some of them saying, like, oh, um, we don't, we're not planning for the future effectively. Once Klopp goes, Liverpool are going to be in the dust again and all this. Well, I think a lot of them now, I've seen a couple of tweets last night, and a lot of them are, are worrying now and saying Liverpool are like going under the radar. This is the way you do recruit them. A lot of my United fans were like, um, oh, well, under Fergie, this is exactly what we do. We'd recruit like quality youngsters under the radar, and then obviously they'd come, un- come unbelievable. There's a lot of lads who've had to change, take FSG out of their Twitter headers, I think, in the last sort of 36 Must hours. Do or that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of them, and I think which, whichever side you're on of that fence, personally, I'm, I'm in the middle. Like, I, I, some of the things they do do wrong, some things they do right. So, hmm. and put it this way, like they're not. Owner. You could have many, yeah, exactly. You could have many, many, many worse owners, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, and Sorry, just on the youth thing, yeah. I, don't, I don't get that. Kay Gordon, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, potentially Fabio Carvalho, mm-hmm. and Trent, but he's 23. Yeah. That's scary. Like. And You've first big like... window for the for Michael Edwards replacements and Julian, Julian Ward, who yeah. could so end up it being... Is, it is very exciting, isn't it? It's yeah. very exciting I agree. Um, speaking of exciting, we've got loads of exciting content for you over on Revmen Plus. Nailed it. Um, right now, uh, and coming up today as well, if you want to head over to there, we've got a Fabio Carvalho Jano Insight uh, that's going to be getting recorded and getting and be put out live I believe in the next half an hour uh, so that's going to be there for you there's going to be uh, uh, the Craftsman of the Cop documentary coming very soon as well we've also got a Porto journalist to talk more about Luis Diaz and his potential impact and if you want to go deeper into Luis Diaz's stats and gain a little bit more insight into what kind of footballer he is and how he stacks up against what Liverpool have got already and how he's likely to fit in then yeah there's a Luis Diaz stat show special uh, if you want to try it out for free uh, we've been pushing this all weekend we're just feeling the feeling the vibes we're feeling happy we're feeling the love uh, so that code will run until tonight uh, all the way up to tonight you get a free month go over to the redmentv.com join redmen plus as a club captain and if you use the code diaz d-i-a-z uh, all caps then you get a completely free for a month and that will include the build-up all the way to the league cup final as well so we've got podcast series documentaries features interviews and all the usual raft of pre and post-match content on our liverpool streaming service Red Men Plus and you can try it entirely free for a month because we love Liverpool and Luis Diaz uh, so yes use that code over there go as a club captain and get your first month completely free to try it all out uh, but yes those uh, inside shows are going to be getting recorded the stacked this afternoon so pretty much after this I believe it's Fulham up Joe it's Fulham up next right 
Uh, brilliant. Well done, Joe. Um, <laughs> follow up next, Steve. You've got follow up next. Five minutes, right, we need to get off because we've got the full of insight. So yeah, head over there right now, use the code Diaz, sign up and get some insight into Fabio Carvalho almost instantly. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. That's oh. been a pleasure. If more news breaks, rest assured, we will have it covered both here and on Redmen Plus. Uh, yeah, have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you to everyone who's watched and commented and dropped likes and all that good stuff. See you all soon. ta -da.